come right on in, come right on in, come right on in as we prepare for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? So good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be joining us live. To the ones who are, uh, let me grab my mic. For the ones of you who are joining us on my private Facebook group or Broken Pieces to Peace, or whether you're joining us on YouTube, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy and grateful that you have taken out time out of your day to join us this evening for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This? So go ahead and tag your friends, tag your neighbors, tag your family and let them know that we are live getting ready to uh, have another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This with my special guest, none other than the unstoppable coach himself, Mr. Coach Terrence Lethridge in the house. Hey, Hello. hey, hey. It is an unstoppable day, Pam. How are yes, you? Yes, I am phenomenally well. Phenomenally well. Thank you so much for coming and Thank sharing. You for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, if you all would come on in, and where this is my mission and my goal and my desire to share with the world those crises or those traumas that God has allowed or permitted in our lives, and then we are going to go over those triggers, right? Those triggers or those defining moments that is or was used to strengthen our faith. And then above all, those triumphs. Then we're going to go over those triumphs or those victories, right? That we've experienced to above all, glorify God and to help others. Hallelujah. Yes, so I am so honored. I'm so honored to have none other than my special guest this afternoon. And my special guest is Mr. Terrence Coach, un Mr. Unstoppable himself, Lethridge. And so welcome, 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 Terrence. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on your show. It's always an honor to uh, be a guest and in the presence of such greatness and beauty. Oh, praise God, praise God. <laughs> Jesus. Come on, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, so it looks Terrence, like he did. Yes. So Terrence is a certified life coach. He's a life accountability coach. He is the founder of Unstoppable Coaching Services, Inc., where the number one goal is to help his clients focus, get that laser focus, get that focus, uh, to help his clients focus more on what they are able to do and less on what is stopping them. How many people want to do that? How many people need to get focused? Yes, indeed. I need some laser focus in my life. How about y'all? Okay. And uh, let's see here. He does. He he does that by partnering them on their journey to creating implementing and achieving their vision. He has worked with men and women who are transitioning from working traditional jobs and helping them to start successful careers in entrepreneurship. That's amazing. He also teaches them how to be better marketers, better networkers, and build stronger relationships that lead to greater exposure and more sales. 
he utilizes his internet broadcast. Did you hear that? He has also an internet broadcast, The Unstoppable Stories Show with Terrence Lethridge as a platform to expose his guests to a larger audience and, as a result, increase their circle of influence and generate leads. Terrence also uses his Unstoppable Author Showcase. Come on now. Uh, Unstoppable Author Showcase? Absolutely. That program is to help new and seasoned authors uh, showcase their books, their causes, and upcoming events. He has helped numerous people uh, become new authors and bring awareness to causes such as autism, cancer, domestic violence, and formerly incarcerated citizen recidivism. What is that? Recidivism. Is that correct? That's correct. It's where they come out but don't go back in. We want to make sure that once they come out, they are uh, sustainable citizens and they don't have to go back to a life of crime that, that took them in behind the bars in the first place. So Man. recidivism is making sure that they don't repeat what they already what they did before. Okay, so they are recovered. Yes. All right. I love it. I love it. He has also spoken at live and virtual seminars and training events across the country. And he has been the MC for numerous events on live stages as well as virtual ones. And most notable events featured with Dr. Ruben West and the legendary Les Brown. Yes, numerous accolades. And so yes. I am definitely honored and it's definitely a privilege for you to uh, be here and share my platform with me. Thank you so much for in, uh, accepting the invitation to share your amazing story. And so I just want to just welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank welcome. you, thank you. When, when you asked me to be on your show, I, I was humbled and you know, who wouldn't be on a show that talks about a God like this? And so yeah. when on, you man. said it, you know, I was, I was humbled, but I was honored to have the opportunity to come and talk a little bit about my story and hopefully help people understand how God has been moving and working in my life and, and mm -hmm. why I choose to serve him as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know what your bio says. We, you know, we heard a little bit on your bio, but mm -hmm. tell, uh, will you please share with our audience who is Terrence Lethbridge? And what was that thing that happened to you? Well, thank you again, Pam. And I, the easy answer to that question is that I am a child of God. And, you know, that might sound like cliche. That might sound like you've heard that so many times before. But the one thing I recognized in my life and to your audience that may be watching, whether it's this morning, this afternoon or this evening, wherever they are, whatever mm -hmm. part of the world they're watching right now, mm -hmm. you might have taken for granted that you are a child of God as well, based mm -hmm. upon your experiences. Many times we don't know that we are his mm -hmm. because of the way we relate to him or the way we don't relate to him. Now, now mm -hmm. let me break that down so it can forever okay. be broken. You know what, right. I, when I was a kid, my mama took us to church every Sunday. 
Okay. Lord knows she took us to church every Sunday. Lord knows she took us to church every Sunday. Does anybody, can we get an amen? Oh, right, right, right. If you know what I'm you talking about, we'll put, a hand, put a hand clap up in the comments. Yeah. And we, we, we went to this old church where the pews didn't even have the, the carpet on the pews. It was a straight wood. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I remember being five, six, seven years old. And we had the, well, the kids sat in the pews that was up against the wall. Mm -hmm. And boy, I'd be sitting up there, couldn't wait to get out of church because, you know, Sunday, in the summertime, mm -hmm. Sunday was baseball season. In the wintertime, it was football season. Okay. And I didn't want to be sitting up in nobody's church. And what? but you know, <laughs> the you no matter where you are in a situation, even if you try to tune out, some things just will always seep in. And Absolutely. I could remember going to church and I could remember them singing the song. That's the about the only thing about the church at that age that I really loved was the music. Okay. And there was the song that said it wasn't about your mama, not your sister, not your your your, your preacher lord standing in the need of prayer. Mm -hmm. It's me, oh Lord. And mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. Now fast fast forward a few decades in life, and, and I know exactly what it means to say it's not my mama, not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord. Come on now. Standing I mean, in the need of prayer. Because I actually back in 2008 stood in the middle of my backyard at one o'clock in the morning. And yes, Pam, I was standing in the need of prayer. Come on now. Because I had just lost my good government job. Mm. And y'all, anyone who's worked in government, whether it's federal government, county government, city government, you know what I mean when I say good government job. Mm -hmm. That good government job, I worked for 10 years. Okay. And that good government job got me my first house. That good government job paid for my my expensive wedding and bringing my wife from one state to another state to start mm -hmm. our new life together. That good government job paid for my midlife crisis. I mean, my 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 <laughs> dream car. <laughs> Your midlife crisis, you say? <laughs> yeah, at that at that milestone birthday. So that good government job did a lot of things for me, and then just like that, mm. it was taken away from me. Wow. Just like that, I remember it was March 2008. I got three words that nobody ever wanted to hear. And it was 4.30 in the afternoon after I had worked all day. Because you know when they about to get rid of you, they ain't going to let you leave early. They going to get every little drop out of you Come of work. Now. And Come then at 4.30 that afternoon, that March, that cold winter day of March 2008, I heard those three words. You are fired. What you say? And Pam, everything in my world stopped. You, you're familiar with the Matrix music movies, right? Yeah. And you know that famous moment when Neo was on the roof and they were shooting at him and he said, whoa! That was oh, me. Yeah. I said, mm, oh, yeah. what you're talking about? Exactly. Come on now. <laughs> and the, and because that's what happened. I was just, I was in a matrix moment. But later I found out I wasn't in a matrix moment. Pam. Mm. I was in a defining moment. Come on now. 
And I'm going to get to that point because let me go back to one o'clock in the morning because mm -hmm. I got to one o'clock in the morning after 430 in the afternoon and after taking the long road home, because now at this point, I am a bit I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I'm mm -hmm. upset. Mm -hmm. I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to tell my wife that I just lost my good government job. Right. I don't know how the finances are going to get taken care of. I don't know how we're going to pay the note on that midlife. I mean, that 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 <laughs> that, 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 that nice car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we're going to pay the mortgage on that house. I don't know. And so the only thing I, I couldn't sleep. So mm. at one o'clock in the morning, I got up out of my bed in my house that my good government job had paid for and i went out in the backyard that my good government yard good government job paid the lawnmower to mm -hmm. cut that grass and i looked up in the sky and i had a conversation with god that's when i knew that it wasn't my wife it wasn't my brother it wasn't my sister it wasn't my mother oh lord it's me yes right standing in the need of prayer okay. and bam i had a conversation with god Mm -hmm. No, I'm lying. I didn't have a conversation with God. I had a shouting match with God. I had an argument with God. I used every word except God in my conversation with God. Because I said to God, you said you would never forsake me. You said you'd always be there for me. You said you would stand there in the midst of the storm. And I am in the midst of the storm. So God, yes. you got to change my situation. You got now. to turn my situation 180 degrees from where it is right now, because this will not stand. Mm -hmm. And I told you, I got three words earlier in the day. You are fired. Oh, yeah. I got three more words at one o'clock in the morning. Hmm. You want to know what those three words were? Oh, yeah. Unstoppable. So you hear one word, unstoppable, but there are actually three words in one. That's, I, I and, hear it. And, and, and if you allow me, I'll, I'll share what those three words mean. Oh, yeah. What, what he downloaded into me, what I got when I stood in the need of prayer before my God. Mm -hmm. And I turned it from having, taking him from granted to actually having a relationship with him. See, he could have said everything. He could have gave me a roadmap. He could have told me A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way down to Z of what I needed to do next. Yeah. But Pam, he didn't do that. Wow. He gave me that one, three, one in three word. Come on now. And so the first word is un, the U, the N. Mm -hmm. And when we look at the U and N, we always look at that as negative. We look at that as the things that we don't have. We look at the things that, that are undone. We look at the things that are unkept. We look at the things that mm. we don't have. We look at the things that we don't want. We look at the things that we didn't do, all the mm -hmm. negativity. And exactly. then that rolls us over into that other word, that big hectagon with the red in it, with the S-T-O-P, stop. Right. And yes. it's all those things that we didn't have, we didn't do, we didn't want that keeps us stuck and stop in our tracks mm -hmm. and many of us if you're honest with yourself we never make it to the third word that i'm going to bring with you because we're stopped we're mm. stopped in our finances we're stopped in our relationships we're stopped in our goals we're stopped in our dreams we're stopped yep. it we're just stopped we're stuck 
and it's like we're in quicksand. Mm -hmm. But in my conversation, in my new relationship with God, he broke it down and he said, don't stop there mm -hmm. because there's another, there's a third word. And that's the word I want you to focus on. Come on and now. the third word in unstoppable is the most powerful four letters you'll ever hear. It's the A B L E. Come on. Able. Now. Come on Able. now. And God said to me, when you focus on what you're able to do, yeah, that's when you become unstoppable. Mm. And, then he, and then he said this to me, Pam. He said, watch this. Because I am unstoppable and you, Terrence, are my child, then you become unstoppable by default. <laughs> I yes. said, Jesus, yes. what you talking hey. about? Yes, he indeed. said, he said, because he is unstoppable uh -huh. and you are his child, that makes you unstoppable too. And somebody needs to understand that this evening that is, is dealing with their broken pieces, trying yeah. to find peace. Mm -hmm. You've got to recognize that the only way you're going to deal with your broken pieces is to figure out what you can do, what you're able to do mm -hmm. in spite of your mm -hmm. broken pieces. And when you figure out what you're able to do in spite of your broken pieces, watch me now, this is where you're gonna find your peace. Come on now, come on now. In the midst of your broken pieces. In the midst of the broken pieces. While you're in that glass. Absolutely. While you're walking through glass. See, through you can, glass. You can Come see the glass in front of you. But oh, if yeah. you can see the glass in front of you, then you're also able, watch me, able, able to see where the glass isn't. And so you can step where the glass isn't. Many people, they're not looking to see where the glass isn't. They're looking on how they can walk through where it is. Well, yeah. you know what? <laughs> you, just because it's there doesn't mean you have to walk through it. Sometimes on, you walk now. around it. Sometimes you walk under it. Sometimes you walk over it. So mm. what are you able to do when an obstacle comes wow. your way? Wow. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be times in your life where that obstacle, you just going to have to beat that obstacle down. You're going to have to bust through it. Exactly. But that's only if you're able to do it. Mm. If you're not able to do it, then what are you able to do? You know, no, if I'm you're not gonna, able to let run, let me add, let me add, just go ahead, go ahead. Because not only if you're able, but you have, you also have to be willing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when, and another word for uh, willing is capable. And what's in the word capable? Able. Come on now. <laughs> do you have the capacity? To, are yes. you willing? Do, do you have the capacity to go through? That's yes. are you able to capacitate? So yes. that's why able, when you think about um doable, are you mm -hmm. able to do? When Come you, on think now. About, you know, it's so many things Absolutely. that go with it, but able is the foundation. Able is the foundation for your life. When you think of a house, before you can build the floors, before you can build the rooms, before you can build the roof, first you've got to start with the foundation because mm -hmm. the foundation is going to let you know what you're able to do in the rest of the house. If Come your foundation now. is only this big, 
your house can only be this big. It can't be any larger because it's not able, the foundation isn't able to withstand what you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. So you gotta start with the foundation and the foundation is not what's stopping you. The foundation is what you're able to do. Wow, 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 that's good. Step out on faith and be able to recognize your own ability to move, but not only your, you don't have any ability without God. Absolutely. Because he said, with God, all things are possible. Absolutely. And with God, you are able you are to able. do all things. All things. Because <laughs> all we things. are made in the image of God. Yes. We are made in his image. Yes. So, I, go ahead. <laughs> so let, me, let me ask you this. Okay. Go ahead. So, that's the beginning of your that particular broken piece yeah, right that was my that was that was when i learned that it was a defining moment not yes. not not a matrix moment see the matrix mm. moment had me all messed up yeah but the defining moment let me know that i was just at the fork in my road absolutely absolutely and, and from that defining moment, Pam, I was able to now make an unstoppable decision. Yeah. Now think about this. I want you to imagine being at that proverbial fork in mm -hmm. the road. You come mm -hmm. to the end of the road and you can only go left or right. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this in one of the books that I did, You Are Unstoppable, Moving From Past to Purpose. Mm -hmm. When you get to that fork in the road, you get two choices. You're gonna either go back to what you know you're going to go back doing the same things over and over again, the same way, expecting a different result. And we all know what the definition insanity. of that is, yeah, insanity, insanity. Come on or you can go a different path. But mm -hmm. when you go a different path, there's a fear of the unknown. You know what's on the left side because you've done it before. You have no idea what's on the right side because you've never done it before. And that fear is one of the main things that keep us stuck and stop. But Come I on, yes. I want to bless you here today because here I learned through my defining moment into unstoppable decisions that yes. success, watch me now, success is on the other side of fear. Absolutely. See, fear is one of those things that you got to bust through. You can't mm -hmm. go around it because it'll follow you. You can't Absolutely. go under it because it goes down. You can't go over it because the fear is just as high as you allow it to be. You are the foundation of your own fear. Absolutely. You determine how that fear is going to stop you or how that fear is going to stretch you. Mm. Well, I tell, I say, you know, this all the time. We all know that fear is not of God, right? Right. We can either have fear or faith. Fear and yeah. faith cannot coincide in the same space. No, they can't live in the same space. And in the... In the world, fear is defined as what? False evidence appearing, appearing real. real. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But I recently read that fear had two other meanings. Okay. Let's see okay. if you know what I know. <laughs> you can either approach it two different ways. Mm -hmm. You can forget everything and run. Mm -hmm. Or you can face everything, everything rise. rise. That's the one. That's the Come one on I now. use. That's Come the on one now. I use. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and, and 
it's like everything in life, the way you look at it, the way you look at a situation determines how you're going to approach the situation. Mm -hmm. If you can't change the situation, you can always change the way you look at the situation. Look, you can either change the situation or change the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what what are you capable of doing? What are you able to do? Because when you look at the situation differently, like I said, I could have looked at that situation uh, as just a matrix moment. Mm -hmm. But I looked at it, I changed the way I looked at it. I looked at it as an as a defining moment. That de yeah. what do I mean by defining moment? I got in that moment, I got the opportunity to define who I was going to be. Was mm. I going to be the person that left that office ashamed, embarrassed, upset, and angry? Or was I going to be the person who left that office in pursuit of becoming a better person? You know, we, and of your destiny. Of my destiny. Because Absolutely. also, what I know about God is if you don't move when He'll He move. has given you a vision, right? He will move you. Absolutely. And he will do whatever it takes to move you into your destiny. Now, it's up to you whether you soak in that, you know, because sure, the enemy wants you to stay in that. Yeah. Because he's peeped into your future. Mm -hmm. He knows what God has appointed as your destiny. Mm -hmm. And so he let us, you know, stay in our comfort zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me tell you a quick story about comfort zone. So, mm -hmm. you know what? We, I was talking about houses and foundation. Yes. The comfort zone is like that nice, cushy recliner that you mm -hmm. got in your, liver, your living room. Absolutely. Life, that you have sat in so much that it knows the indentations of your body better than you do. Come and on every, now. Every time you sit in that chair, it's just like, mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if everything else in that room went away, the comfort zone would still let you sit in that recliner and you mm. would be. And so mm. God is the room. Yeah. The comfort zone is the recliner. And mm -hmm. when God sees that you are too comfortable in that recliner, what does he do? He starts moving the wall. Come on now. So all of a sudden the wall moves in closer and closer. And now it's hitting that, that that TV that you got on the wall. And now it's busted the TV. But you're still sitting in your recliner. Okay, I ain't got no TV. Let me pick up this book. Hmm. Meantime, God keep moving that wall. Now he done knocked over the coffee table. Now he done destroyed the couch. Absolutely. Now he's right up here on the chair. Okay, so you're still in your comfort zone. So you like, okay, I'll just move a little bit up. He moved that wall in even closer. And that yeah. wall has a door, the door right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And so he moves in that wall until now he's destroyed that recliner. He's destroyed your comfort zone. Absolutely. He will, he, if you won't move, he'll close the room in on you to the point where the only way you can survive is to go out that door. Absolutely. But see, we Absolutely. know that fear is on the other side of that door. So we don't, we are not going to open that door ourselves, but there's something called fight or flight. Mm, when you're mm. in a situation where the walls are closing in on you, you got two choices. You're going to fight or flight. Wow. You wow. can't fight that wall. So what's the next thing to do? You find a way out. 
Mm-hmm. And God is so good that he knows that that door is your way out and he gives it to you while he's closing in the walls. You don't know. You think he's punishing you, but he's pushing you. You think he's punishing you, but he's positioning you. You think he's punishing you, but he's setting you up for everything he promised you absolutely. in the beginning. Absolutely. All you got to do is open the door. And absolutely. And I, 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 you say he's closing the doors. I like to say that he's always giving us putting those, uh, sounding those alarms. And we can ignore those alarms, right? He's going to give us those. It's going to get louder and louder and louder. Right. And it is amazing that in that too, where we get in our comfort zone and stay there, where we are depending on ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. He wants us to be able to have, he wants our undivided attention and he wants us to totally depend upon him. Yes. Because whether it's, you know, we are in a, a, a good job that, you know, we've gotten comfortable in, we tend to think, or a good business or whatever the case may be, we tend to think that it's us and we yeah. got it. Right. And we we all that. No, no. Ain't something. He got to strip you bare and take you back to the beginning so that you can understand that you are only able to do the things that you do because he has allowed you to be able to do the things you do. And I had to learn that the hard way. See, because I, you know what? I'm just going to make it real. I, at that point, up till 2008, I didn't think my stuff stunk. Mm, I did. What you <laughs> say? You know, you know, I, people would people would call me cocky. I say I'm just confident. Tell it. Like, you know, just there's, there's a fine truth. line between those two, right? And sometimes, like you said, he's got to break you down before he can build you back up. And that's Absolutely. what happened in that defining moment. He broke me down Absolutely. so that I had no other person to depend on except him. Like I Absolutely. said, it wasn't my brother, wasn't my sister, wasn't my mother lord standing in the need of prayer oh. it was me oh lord standing Absolutely. in the need of prayer but even when you are cocky or confident even when you think your stuff don't stink he as in even ever as he breaks you down he still lets you know that you're able to come to him you're Absolutely. able to bring all of your broken pieces to him and he will bring take you back and help you mm-hmm. mend the fences and put the broken pieces of your life back together. Amen. And just like your show says, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Absolutely. And let me let's 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 transition and let me ask you this for those triggers, those defining moments, um, because that was a traumatic thing, right? Yeah that happened. So what were those triggers or those defining moments, um, what I call those things, those alarms that where he was trying to get your attention, you know, maybe it was other opportunities that he he wanted you to look at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I got you. Yeah. So I what, what did that look like? I talk about it. I talk about, you know, I'm an author of four books, but my first book was uh, 
you are unstoppable. The 11 key attributes to living an unstoppable life. And I talk about the story uh, before I lost my good government job, because here's the thing, Pam, if people are honest with them, when people get fired, mm -hmm. they usually have already fired themselves before they got fired. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see, I, in 10 years of working that good government job, my mind was there maybe the first six. Mm. And, you know, I, I think you're in the same age group that I am. And this, so there was this popular song back in the day. I sing a little bit of it and then I mm -hmm. go to the shower. It's, it goes like this. Your body's here with me, but my mind is on the other side of town. That was me. My body was in the office each and every day, but from 8.30 to 4.30, my mind was somewhere else. And, and oh, see, wow. this is the other thing about God. God will give you, like when you go to the movies, he'll give you coming attractions of future, of future mm -hmm. things. He will. And so I would be sitting in that good government job, but I would get those coming attractions around break time. Wow. And then I'd get another coming attraction around lunchtime. And then I'd get another coming attraction in, in midday, mid-afternoon that just said to me that, you know what, this can't be it. This can't mm. be, you know, I wasn't meant to work the good government job and and get the gold watch and retire to the white picket fence house. That wasn't me. And those were the those were the coming attractions that he would get me. And so, you know. We had computers, and so instead of researching the stuff that I needed to research for my job, I was researching how I could do the next thing from that coming attraction that he gave me, mm -hmm. or then that another coming attraction. How could I do this? And so, and it was easy to do because I'd been doing that job for so long that you know I could do. It was like a hamster on a wheel. It was just the same thing over and over and over. Get up, go to work, go home, go sleep. Get up, go to work, go home. I was on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And that's how I knew that even though I had that, that matrix moment, when I heard those three words, as I drove home, that coming attraction came up again and said, you know what? You were already gone, but you wouldn't fire yourself. Absolutely. And like you said earlier, sometimes if you won't move, God will move you. He knew he I wasn't going to leave that job. Oh, that's right. <laughs> So that it. was one of the triggers. The, okay. One of those triggers is when you know that you already know that you don't, you need to be doing something different, but you do the same thing anyway. There's that insanity. Mm -hmm. That's one of the triggers. Exactly. Exactly. When you are put in situations where he clearly shows you that what mm -hmm. you're doing is wrong, but you still mm. do it anyway, again wow. and again. That's another trigger. You know, there was a, I, those coming attractions said that I was supposed to be a speaker. Those coming mm -hmm. attractions said that I was supposed to be um, working on another business. Wow. So come on now. When I was at work, here and then I'd work on another, on a side thing. Or then social media came out and I, you know, I love giving motivational thoughts. So every now and then I would record a motivational speech mm. while I was sitting at my desk. What you say? And at one point, one of my supervisors had a friend who knew me on social media and they showed her the video and she saw that I was at my desk doing that. 
Now, I could have get fired right then and there, but they didn't. They just said, don't do this during work hours. Pam, do you think I stopped doing that during work hours? Not a chance. I just went outside the building. <laughs> I, 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 I just you, went to another location. So you helping you know, somebody today. Things. Come on now. So the triggers, and and I don't want to, I don't want to let your audience think that triggers are not things that you should be aware of and try to avoid because triggers usually are those things that you should be trying to avoid, those things that you know are bad for you. But uh, there are those rare cases where triggers are those things that let you know that if you don't do something positive, then the only thing that's going to be left for you is that negative outcome. Mm. The trigger is there to remind you that you need to do something different otherwise something's going to get done for you it's the difference between living life and letting life live you mm. Mm. that's good that's good so tell me or share with us the transition where you understood okay god you got my attention and you place different opportunities in my lap. So now I have no other choice but to depend upon you. And obviously you you know the other side. You know my future. So I'm going to have faith and surrender to your will and your way and not mm -hmm. my own. Absolutely. So what you said right there was just the key. Surrender to his way. Because many times he said things to me but I didn't pick up on him. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a phrase that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Absolutely. That doesn't mean the teacher isn't always there. Absolutely. That means the student ain't ready. Absolutely. And uh, in, 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 as a coach now, and I've been a coach since 2009, there have been people that I coached that didn't get it mm -hmm. when I was coaching them, but they've mm -hmm. come back four years, five years, some even 10 years later and said, you know what? I remember you said that to me. I remember mm. you suggested I did do, do this or do that. And it just clicked. I just understood it now. Or I understand it now that I am taking care of kids. Things like that. <laughs> and so I had to learn how to be the student and not be the teacher. I had to learn to be humble and not be confident or cocky. I had to learn how to let somebody else direct my steps as mm. opposed to being what men, men growing up in my day, you know, we were we were reared to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps to mm. be that self-made man. And if you couldn't do it yourself, then it couldn't be done. We weren't reared to reach out to somebody else because that was a sign of weakness mm -hmm, when I was mm -hmm. growing up as the man. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to have somebody that you can't see, somebody that you can't hear, somebody that you don't know where they are, be the person that now is leading and guiding you. Oh man, that took a lot. That right, took right. Some, a lot of humble pie. And I wow. was eating pies for days. <laughs> but then I started hearing. I started hearing clearly things that he wanted me to do. And he sent me to at, at that time, it was still MySpace. It wasn't Facebook. 
yeah, but on MySpace, yeah, they that. had this this opportunity to go hear about this thing called life coaching. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what it was, but I was intrigued to find out. And so I went and and to and the gist of it is, Pam, that you know, athletes, professionals, mm-hmm. they all have coaches That's in right. the game of sports. That's right. So if you need coaches in the game of sports to get better and to fulfill your destiny and to reach your highest potential, why not have a coach in the game of life? Amen. And then it was like, bam, there it is. All this that I'd been doing since I was a kid, every every job I had ever had, there was some component of me helping someone, some component of me listening to someone. People always said, you're a great listener. I can have strangers, and you know what I'm talking about. I can have strangers talk to me for the first time, and they will talk for two hours. What? <laughs> Literally. Not just me. What? Not just you. Not just you. And but I could I didn't have a title. I didn't I didn't know that there was a career where you could just help people. Until mm. so I went to that. And God told me that yes, you were meant to be a coach. But wow. then he took it a little bit further. He said, You're not only were meant to be a coach, I'm holding you accountable to being a coach. Come on now. Come now there's on now. a difference between being a life coach and being a life accountability coach. See, mm-hmm. at Unstoppable Coaching Services, we help you live the life you were created to live. Come on now. That's different than now. the life you may want to live. That may, That's different from the life you see somebody else living. That's different from even the life that you may desire to live. Because mm-hmm. here, Pam, we were all created with a purpose. That's right. Before you even took your first breath, purpose deep down inside you mm-hmm. and he didn't tell you what it was right then and there because you weren't able to handle it so you hadn't gone through some trials and some tribulations you hadn't had some success and some failures you hadn't had some broken pieces yet come on now because it's in those broken pieces that you learn lessons and it's in those lessons that you form your beliefs and it's in those beliefs that you begin to understand what capacity you have and what you are able to do. And first you've got to understand what you are able to do before you can understand your purpose. First, you've got to understand what you're able to do before you're ready to do what you were created to do. Absolutely. And as an accountability coach, I help you become accountable to finding that purpose. I help you become accountable to walking that purpose. I help you with tools, tips, and strategies to help you go over, go around, go under, or go through those obstacles that are stopping you from walking in your destiny. But I'm not only the CEO of the company, I'm a client because I had to go through the same things that I'm teaching people to do now. I have, I work every day on being accountable. I even created a club on Clubhouse called the Accountability Club Check-In every week so that like-minded people can work on being accountable. So that, that's, 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 that is one of those things that I learned once I stepped back, became humble, and let the teacher lead the way mm. and i'm fully immersed in being a student amen that is amazing that is amazing so if i tell you uh you need a coach 
you need a coach and someone who's going to hold you accountable. And I know with having, I'm in three different coaching programs right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. And that coach that holds you accountable, you know, okay, so, and, and to keep you focused on what you're supposed to do, because you can go left and be doing, you know, something else and then go left. And just last night, one of my coaches were like, uh, well, what happened? No, 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 no. That's good and all, but I need you right here. I need you to stay right here on this particular thing right here. Because this thing right here, ooh, oh, that's, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> I was like, okay, I yeah. need to hear that. Because yeah. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. need a coach you to know, be there, able to There's something to be said. You. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You need a coach to help you along your journey to keep you focused because if you like me, um, you know, I, I had one coach who said, well, no, you don't need all those. You don't need all those uh, different coaches or whatever. But my coach last night told me and I shared with them that I had three, uh, three different coaches right now. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not all 100 present, it's not that I'm not working on what I'm supposed to work on. It's that I am spread. And he told me last night, he said, do you not know that Lisa Nichols had three coaches or have three coaches and Oprah has seven? He's like, you in the right place and you need to step it up. That's what I'm telling you. You need to step it up. And I'm yeah. like, Okay, and I, I understood that because that was one of the messages God gave me. Not that I need seven coaches, but that resonated with me. The yeah. seven coaches. And I was like thinking all day today, I'm like, Lord, okay, what other area can I get coached in? Because, you know, it's like I was thrown into a master class mm -hmm. to get my master's like real mm -hmm. quick. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Whew. you know, and that's not everybody's journey. No, and, everybody's and, journey. And that strategy doesn't work for everybody. You know, Absolutely. you get you again. The students has to be ready for the elementary school teacher, where one person teaches yeah. you five different subjects, yes. or the high school teacher, where you have a number of different teachers that specialize in different courses or the college professor, which yes. you get to choose which one you're going to be a student under. So, Absolutely. It, it, but it all comes back to divine order. And, you know, uh, in your in your comments, you've got Michelle D.I. in the house from mm -hmm. Tyler, Texas. Michelle D.I. stands for divine intervention. And we say? know that God provides divine intervention but he mm -hmm. does it in divine order and when we say divine order divine order ain't divine for everybody the mm -hmm. same way it's mm -hmm. individualized for you for yeah. you pam it may be great you may need to step it up and have seven coaches because you've got so much that you that you need to be coached on for somebody else they may need to just focus follow one course until successful. They may need to focus on just one coach mm -hmm. so that they can complete 
one thing and then go to the next thing. The one thing that I, I, I really get discouraged by is when I have a client that is trying to focus on everything mm-hmm. instead of focusing on no thing, on something, mm-hmm. and they end up doing no thing. Mm-hmm. That's how you get broken pieces because you started to fix this vase and then you went to fix that cup and then you went to fix that pot but you didn't finish that vase so the parts you put together because they're not supported because it's not finished it falls apart and oh mm-hmm. wow you run back over to try to pick up all the pieces of that vase that broke now the cup is falling apart because you didn't finish that and then you the the pot is just out there pissing because ain't nothing going on with it because you didn't finish what you started mm. And that's that's the one thing about how you're going to go from broken pieces to peace. Sometimes you've got to finish something so that you can be at peace. There's a peace that comes when I finish something. There's mm-hmm. a peace that comes over me when something is in a completed state. Absolutely. God, God gave us seven days and the seventh day is for rest. Why? Because it's the day of completion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you want to move from your broken pieces into a state of peace, try finishing something that you started and not try working on everything. Because when you work on everything, something always falls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a good coaching right there. That was a good yeah. coaching session. Got my bill of sale coming. Yeah. <laughs> that invoice is on its way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. So taking it on into, you know, where God gets the glory in your story. Yes. You know, um, to be able to help somebody out there who's listening, who may be going through their storm right now, their traumatic experience and not knowing what's going to happen and, and, looking like there's no hope, you know, and they may have lost their job. You know, we're in a pandemic and, you know, a lot of people are losing their jobs and don't know what to do, where to go, what's happening, you know, but we know um, as kingdom builders and believers that God is always up to something and he is trying to get your attention, Mm. to move you into your destiny and to, he's shaping you and making you and molding you for the greater blessings ahead. Yes. Yes. So I share with the audience, yes, how that looked, you know, when you uh, transitioned into your destiny. Let me tell you how it looks. You and I, we both have shows. You have this show, I have my show. Mm-hmm. And many times you just don't know if you're reaching anybody, you know, some people, there's a lot of voyeurs out there. There's a lot of people who watch, but they never comment. There's a lot of people who watch, but you know, they never put their name or they go by an alias. So you never know if what you're saying or doing or coaching is making a difference. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, Mm -hmm. let me tell you this story. So every now and then you'll, you'll start working with somebody and they'll get it. They'll understand. And and someone said to me one time, you know what? I am so glad 
because they heard my story. They said, I am so glad you got fired hmm. from that job. Because if you hadn't got fired, then you wouldn't be here with me Absolutely. and you wouldn't be blessing me with your coaching and I wouldn't be able to be accountable and doing the things that I'm doing right now. Absolutely. See, there's that ripple effect. And, and when I got fired, I had no idea that that was down the road. Absolutely. When you fall out of a relationship, you have no idea that a better relationship is down the road. Absolutely. When you when you file bankruptcy, you have no idea if your million dollar payday is down the road. Yes. But you know that you know that you know that he is there with you when you lose it. Yeah. And he's there with you when you gain it. And then he'll give you those moments mm -hmm. to remind you that he's there. Those moments when someone says, I'm glad you got fired. Absolutely. And then it all makes sense. And then and I, when that when he said when I got that, all I could do was look at God and say, thank you. Exactly. Thank you. You know, we, we tend to think that all of our labor is in vain. Yeah. But it's not. We not some all. some people somebody's going to watch this show Pam that you'll never meet and they'll never let you know they watched it. Mm -hmm. And they're going to get a blessing. Mm -hmm. So just know that even when you don't think someone's watching, anyone's watching, someone's watching. Oh, and I know. just know when you think what you're doing isn't making a difference in someone's life, it is. Trust me, I've already experienced it in just the short time that I have been on. Um, it is, and it's such a, it was someone who was on the outside and told me that they look for those notifications and, oh, I'm on. I've never seen you on. Mm -hmm. I've never seen you comment <laughs> at all. I've never seen you do a like or a love, but just sitting back in the background and I look, I said, you know what? That's like, that's just like, you're in the, in the hallway of the church looking through mm -hmm. the window and you never come in. Mm -hmm. But you know, however you get it. However, I know what I was called to do, you know, and I don't care if it looks like nobody's showing up. That's not my concern. I know what I was called to do. And I know that, you know, in walking in obedience, he knows who he's trying to reach. He knows who he's trying to save. He knows who will be touched at what time. That's on him. I just show up and do what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely. And that's the difference in walking in creation versus walking in desire. When you walk in desire, you you tend to find yourself with broken pieces. Mm -hmm. But when you walk in what you were created to do, you tend to find yourself walking in peace. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good. You can so take that. I give you credit. Yeah, give me credit I, for I, three I, times. I think I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as we wind up, I have three questions that I typically ask my uh, my guest. Okay. So as we wind down, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. 
So what are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for life and everything that comes with it. You know, we are, you and I, we're, we're part of an event next month called mm -hmm. Becoming the Best You. Yeah. And I'm grateful that no matter how bad I was yesterday, that he woke me up and gave me another day to be better. Absolutely. And I wasn't my best today. Lord knows I wasn't my best today. And I'm grateful in advance that I feel he'll give me another day to be better. And each day I'm grateful that he allows me the opportunity to be my best, to be my best for my family, to be my best for my clients, to be my best for people that meet me for the first time. That's what I'm Absolutely. grateful for. Absolutely. Amen. Good answer. Great answer. Second question is, what is your definition of peace? What's my definition of? Peace. Peace. P-E-A-C-E. My definition of peace. So, you know, I used to live in Chicago and I just moved here to sunny South Florida okay. uh, in 2020. And I always had this visual, going back to those coming attractions, okay. of what it would look like. Okay. It was a big beautiful white house with hardwood floors with bay windows that opened up to the ocean and had white curtains blowing ever so slightly with the breeze come on now with the i vision. could walk out there and i could just look up and see the sun going down over the water as the water washed up up on the sand and that is peace mm -hmm. and so when i got here I haven't got the house yet, Y-E-T, mm -hmm. but I've gotten the opportunity to go watch many sunsets at many beaches in South Florida and seeing the sun go down as the water comes up on the shore and brushes ever so slightly yes. against the sand. And I look at the goodness of God and all the things that he created, and I'm at peace. Yes. Yes, that's good. That is good. Okay, question number three. What are some of the things that you do to maintain your sense of peace? Okay, so you know that my private Facebook group is Broken Pieces to Peace. Right. All right, so what are some of the rituals or some things that you do that you would like to recommend to share to our audience that will help them get from their path, get on their path to letting go of their broken pieces and to help them to move into their life of peace, help them to move forward into their life of peace. Gotcha. So I'm going to give some intangible and some tangible things. You know, the okay. intangible I already talked about, focus more on what you are able to do. Mm -hmm. you know, take, take your mind off of the things that are holding you back. Take your mind off of the things that are negative. You know, I, I, I had a, I used to work in property management and I had this God fearing man who was one of my custodial engineers, AKA janitor. His, <laughs> name, his name was Donald. And you know, okay. so for a person who had the lowest, what most people would think was the lowest rung on the ladder of employment, he mm -hmm. came to work every day early 
full of joy with a smile on his face. And I said, how, how could you come every day like this? And, and, you know, you're a janitor. How could you do that? And Donald said, you know, what I do isn't who I am. Come on now. You see, I don't come here every day because I'm a janitor. I come here every day because I'm a servant. Mm-hmm. Every day I get to interact as a janitor. I get to interact with other people. And they might be having a bad day and they just need somebody to talk to. And I'm there to be the servant. See, he knew what he was able to do. And he wasn't defined by what other people might call a limitation. Absolutely. He was only a janitor to some people, but to some other people, he was sent by the savior. Himself. Come on now. So Come on that's, now. that's what I mean by focusing on what you're able to do, because what you're able to do will far away those things that are stopping you. So that's the intangible. But the tangible thing, when, you know what? When I get upset and I need to find my peace, I will get in my car and I drive. Mm. I'll turn on the radio. And if I don't like what's on the radio, I'll turn on Sirius XM. And if I don't like what's on Sirius XM, I'll turn on Pandora because I can pick my own stations on Pandora and Absolutely. I will drive. That's my peace. Mm. And if I can't, if I don't drive, I will dance. I will dance like nobody's watching. And I and if somebody else is watching, I will invite them in to dance with me because dance is an acronym all by itself. Mm. If you can dream it, you can act on it. If you can act on it, you're never going to give up on it. If you never give up on it, you're going to claim it. And if you claim it, you better show damn expect it. So dance when your pieces are broken. Because you can go from broken pieces into a state of peace. Yes, 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 yes. And then he froze. <laughs> that I just is, dropped the mic. That's all that was. Exactly. That's what that was. It dropped the mic after that one. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I definitely, this has been such a rich, rich, rich interview. And I definitely appreciate you for sharing the stage with me today and sharing with my audience your incredible story. And if they want to connect with parents, how do they connect with you? And what events do we have coming up? I know well, you and I will be sharing the stage. Absolutely. Well, you know, speaking of that, both Pam and I will be sharing the stage at the most phenomenal virtual event of 2021. We're going to help you to RTFS, recommit to finishing strong in 2021 and becoming the best you possible. Becoming the yes. Best You Possible is a virtual event that's happening the weekend of November 5th through the 7th. You can go to www.comechangeyourlife.com, www.comechangeyourlife.com, and you can get your tickets for the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night events. We are going to have great speakers like Pam there. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in a workshop and doing some MCs, running and facilitating some of the panels. But we're going to have thought leads from all across the world, from all walks of life, all talking about how they became their best you and how you can go from better to best in your own life. So that's that event. 
comechangeyourlife.com. Now, if you just mm -hmm. want to have a closer connection with me, if you want to take advantage of any of my accountability coaching, if you're looking, if you got a message in you, you want to get it out to the masses, either through books or through being on interviews like this one, then just go to my website, unstoppablecoaching.com. You can go there. You can see some of my past episodes. You can even get some unstoppable gear, T-shirts, hoodies, books, bracelets, everything so that when the world sees you, they'll see that they can be unstoppable too. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So you all heard it. So if you want to connect with Terrence, go to T. Lethridge at unstoppable.com. Make sure that you register for the coming event, becoming the best version you can be. And you will register there at comechangeyourlife.com. Make sure that you meet us back here in the morning where we read the entire Bible in 365 days, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Nope. Wrong. 7 a.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time, time. and yes. 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so, and definitely make sure that you share, 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 because sharing is caring. And meet us back here, same time, same place, for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where I will have another amazing guest. And so, I again, I want to say, Thank you, thank you, thank you, Terrence, for coming and sharing my space. And I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so looking forward to doing some phenomenal things with you in the future. And uh, yeah, it has been such an amazing time with you. Well, I thank you for the opportunity. And as always, when I leave, no matter wherever you are in the world today, don't just make it a great day. Go out and make it an unstoppable day. Amen. Amen. All right. So you all heard it. Thank you all so much for joining us. And bye for now.